Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's My Line. I am your host, Chris Lemche. You guys can always follow me on social media on Twitter at TheChrisLemche and on Instagram at TheChrisCrusade. Hopefully, you guys are having a good day. Hopefully, it's been a good weekend for you. Hopefully, the summer's been great. Now that restrictions have finally loosened up here in California, I'm looking forward to finally getting a chance to go out and see everything in Los Angeles. <laughs> Anyways, um, today on the show, I bring on actress Sierra Noak. She is from originally from Akron, Ohio, and we pretty much talk about her entire journey. Like, what was it like moving from Akron to Los Angeles? What was, you know, her earliest projects, her earliest plays, working on shows like Lucifer? As well, she's also a business owner. She started a little business during the pandemic, so we talk about that. So definitely check out this episode, enjoy it, and here we go. Sarah, welcome to my show. How are you doing today? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Super excited. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. I'm excited to, to learn more about you. <laughs> yeah, ask away. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's do it. So you're a, an actress in Los Angeles, California. Um, where are you from originally? I'm originally from a town called North Hill in Northeast Ohio. Um, quote, like It's part of a city called Akron. Okay. LeBron James. If some people know that name, that usually helps. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. So you're the the best thing to come out of Akron after or before Le- LeBron James, because you know he's a, he's okay. He's not he's a, he's not that great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm working on my greatness. I'm working on just being a kid from Akron like he did. Yeah, super inspiring. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you never know. Maybe you'll be in Space Jam three. There we go. I love that, <laughs> man. If best. Well, uh, what got you into acting? Were you acting back in Akron? Yeah, so I actually started in theater um, around the age of eight. I would uh, put on local plays for my neighborhood, like wrote, directed, produced by the age of eight. (laughs) Local neighborhood plays. So it's always been just like a part of who I am and what I wanted to do. Nice, nice. Was there like a particular movie or tv or play that just like really kind of sucked you in or it was just always like oh i want to do this yeah so funnily enough um first of all the wizard of oz had a huge impact on my desire to become an actress and watching judy garland and i mean i watched that movie probably every day for a few years of my childhood um you know as kids you have like the one thing you like to watch on repeat and that was definitely one of the big ones for me um and there's another movie which i'm not sure if anyone will know about this but it's called the 10th kingdom and it's a like a 12 hour six or 12 i don't know it's a crazy long movie um and it's super weird and quirky with like different like elves and universes and stuff and that was like another one that i was just like i have to do this i have to make things like this you know it's funny that you mentioned that like i actually have a friend uh Grace, who's been on the show, and she mentioned that as one of her inspirations for being an actress as well, too. So it's kind of funny. For The Wizard of Oz or The Tenth Kingdom? Uh, the Tenth Kingdom. 
oh heck yeah I love her yeah. no one ever everybody's like what's that I'm like it was magical <laughs> well, I, I've never seen it but I guess now that I have two people who've mentioned it to me I'll have to check it out it's time yeah you've, you've been called to check it out <laughs> <laughs> so what was the like you say you're putting on local plays when you were a kid do you remember the first play that you put on yeah honestly so it's funny because we used to like play school um and so like one of the first little things I remember was like we were like had a classroom scene we we're like playing school mm -hmm. um and then we there was another one where we reenacted like Janet Jackson songs and like I would choreograph a little dance to it like nothing super elaborate like there were maybe like three minute you know little productions um but and we laid down like tree logs for people to sit on and this one lady's backyard I wish I could remember her name but she was so kind she had a big backyard and she always let us like play there and invite all our parents and it was, it was just really sweet memories nice. yeah so you were doing the plays at eight and then from there I'm assuming when you went to like high school you joined theater um and just continued more with acting yeah so I actually joined theater in middle school uh sixth grade we did like a, um, we did Aladdin actually in sixth grade. And then seventh grade, we did um, something called Once on this Island, which is a Broadway play actually. Um, and then, but I hadn't heard of it at that time. Um, and then we did a murder mystery in eighth grade. And then I just continued that, that journey throughout high school as well. Nice. nice. Yeah. I bet, a, I bet a murder mystery would have been fun to perform in eighth grade. <laughs> It was super fun because we did it like dinner style. So the audience like sat in our cafeteria and we set up a stage and some of like the cast members were sitting at tables and there were like clues on the tables and we'd walk around. So it was very like interactive theater, which was super ahead of its time um, for a small town in Ohio <laughs> many years ago. So very, very cool experience to be a part of that. It's, I feel like that's becoming more of a thing now, interactive theater, right? Like, yeah, yeah. There's like a lot of like, if you'll, like, you'll see like on Meetup, a lot of like Meetup groups will go to like interactive theaters and there's always like these like murder mystery dinners now that are like populating more and more. Yeah. So, yeah, so it looks yeah, like you were ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had an awesome, our play director was also our band coach. So he was just like very involved in the arts. He, he knew what was up. They mentioned it was like a small town, so kind of. I've, well, I've been to Cleveland, but I've never been to like Akron. So it's like, is, was everybody like those kind of small towns that everybody knows everybody kind of thing? Or oh yeah, and especially like it's built into like subsets of towns. So like I'm from North Hill, which is eleven thousand people. So I don't know if you have like concept of how many eleven thousand is, but it's not a lot. Like <laughs> <laughs> our high school had like a hundred and fourteen people graduate. So. Um, if I go home and I like go to the bank or I go to the grocery store or if I walk down the street, you know, I'm going to see someone from high school for sure. Mm -hmm. So you knew everybody in your high school, like, whereas to me, because I grew up in Austin and there are some people in my high school graduation. And I was like, huh, never met you before. How you doing? I'm wow. <laughs> That's insane to me. Yeah. 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 We had a lot of people. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't realize you're from Austin. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Austin, uh, born and raised, and then came out here as well to follow my acting dreams. So, yeah. Did you do theater as well? I did. I did choir in eighth grade, and then I did theater in high school. Um, I stopped. Like I was singing. Yeah, singing eighth grade, and then like that's when like my voice changed. 
So I went from mm. like a from a high tenor to a low voice. I was like, well, this isn't gonna work anymore. So that's hilarious. Low voices are awesome. You totally yeah, I'm like that. I'm slowly kind of like, especially like doing this podcast, it's kind of made me more confident in my voice. But for the longest time, I'd always be like, oh, my voice sounds so bad because it's like this low baritone kind of thing. But like now that's that like awesome. I've been out, yeah, yeah. Now that I've been out here, it's like. I've been getting like good feedback and I've done like voiceover auditions and stuff like that. Like, man, we really love your voice. Like, oh, wow, thank you. I wish like someone would have told me this 10 years ago, but you know, sure. Yeah, right, things we things we learn. Now you definitely have a great voice. Oh, thank you. And you as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Have you ever um, seen or read or watched Smokey Joe's Cafe? I've heard of it, but never read or seen it. There's an awesome baritone part in there. So you're very needed in the arts. Very, very needed. There's a lot of cool parts out there for those deep, beautiful voices like yours. I remember that. I will remember that. And I'll yeah. take that compliment too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So after after high school, did you go straight to LA? Yeah, um, kind of. So I had, funny enough, I didn't really know... Um, as much as I knew acting was my love, I didn't know it was an actual job. So from high school, I was actually going to study business. Um, and I wanted to study at Harvard. That was always my dream to go to Harvard because I saw it probably on a hundred Disney movies and on Gilmore Girls with <laughs> Yale. And, you know, I just felt like called to go there and be like this crazy success story um, from where I come from. So yeah, so you um, would have been the, the Rory Gilmore and Akron would have been your Stars Hollow. Exactly. Like that was the dream. Okay. Um, and I made it to the final round interview and which is also just crazy because I'm like first generation college student, like on my FAFSA when I applied for college, my parents' combined income was $8,000 annually, which is insane now that I'm an adult and I can conceptualize how that's not enough money to yeah. live. Um, <laughs> Like Ohio's cheap, but it's not that cheap. So it was this crazy dream of mine. And I made it to like the final round interviews and then I didn't get in. And I was heartbroken. And I was like, I'm not going to college. I'm not doing anything. I worked at Dairy Queen at the time. And I was like, I'll just work at Dairy Queen. Like this is my life now. And then like a week before classes started, I was like, okay, I should at least enroll in a local university. Um, and I say like, at least, but Akron's a great school, the university of Akron. I don't know if you're familiar, but they're ranked extremely well for engineering. And I mean, nothing by saying like, I'll just, but it was local and it was close and it was a week before classes started. So I was like, I'm going there, whatever. I'm just going to go to school. Um, and it turned out to be like one of the best experiences of my life. I joined my sorority there and I made my roommate. Now I met there. She's my big and my sorority from Akron and just had the best time. Um, so great great that I made that decision. And then, but during that year, um, I knew that's not where I wanted to stay and I needed to get to a big city that was like acting and modeling from Akron, but there wasn't really a lot of opportunity. Um, so I applied to USC in LA, applied to the U in Miami, and then I applied to NYU in New York. Cause I was like, I'm going to LA, Miami or New York one way or another. I'm using school to get there and I'm going. Yeah. Um, and I just happened to get into USC and Basically, my uncle, who's like a super um, amazing resource for me in my life, because he is like the only person in my family who ever went to college. So I kind of see him as like guidance for those questions. And he's like, you need to go to USC. He's like, it's a great school. You have basically, a, I had basically a full ride. He's like, you need to go. Oh, wow, yeah. And that 
yeah and that brought me to LA and thank god it did you know I'm super grateful I had no idea what USC was really even about I just wanted to move to LA and you, you knew nobody you knew uh, nobody out here when you came out here right I knew no one so I was in a sorority I'm in Kappa Kappa Gamma and um that's another reason for um USC versus UCLA, UCLA had Kappa 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 too, but they only took transfers as a junior and I was coming as a sophomore. So USC was like the only option to me at that point. Um, and yeah, I was like, well, I have my sorority, so they'll be my sisters and I'll just figure it out when I get there. Um, and I moved straight into the house. So I didn't ever like do a dorm thing. When I went to Akron, I lived in my house. And then when I came out here, I moved straight into the sorority house. Um, you never dealt with like dorm life never do I never did dorm life like that's something I kind of regret and if I go to grad school which is like on the horizon hopefully um I'll do all the things all the things all the things <laughs> nice well so you come you come up to USC um was it hard to transition to USC like I know you had your sorority sisters but was it hard to kind of like make friends with them or is it just always like Everyone's very like welcoming and for you. Yeah, great question. So I was convinced that I was gonna have my sisters, everything was gonna be great. And I got there and I did not fit in. So I don't know if you're familiar with Greek life, but well, no, I'm, I'm a fraternity boy. Uh, I used to be a, a a Fiji. So oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know how like yes, it's a national organization. However, by school it can differ greatly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my sorority where I joined was nothing like where I transferred to. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because I just knew we were all going to be best friends and they were my sisters and I was going to be like welcomed. And I moved straight in the house thinking that would be the case. And it was very awkward for me. I did not fit in. I, yeah, I was, a, coming to USC was actually a very rough transition. And I cried every single night for like the first two to three months. Um, and I was like, I got to get out of here. Nobody understands me. Like I just, it was a smack in the face and to not have any family or anyone to turn to. And, you know, my uncle went to college, but my parents never went to college. They had no idea what I was like going going through. Yeah. Even when I graduated, my parents were so like, Oh, did you go to UC or UCLA? Like, literally the week of my graduation. So if that gives any perspective (laughs) to kind of, you know, the situation I was in, um, yeah, it was really hard. I was around a lot of kids that were more well-off than I, which made me super insecure. And I was just, I felt, I felt as if I was perceived to be different from them because of that. And uh, I grew and I learned a lot of it was just in my mind and I was worthy if I decided I was worthy. And it honestly helped me with a lot of my biases because growing up without you assume everyone with is um, spoiled or stuck up or bratty or privileged and mean or whatever the, you know, whatever the assumptions you want to make about people who come from some form of wealth or um, good upbringing. And I had a chip on my shoulder, but you know, as I went to USC, I met incredible people and it really helped me break down those stereotypes I had against all the things I really wanted and want for my family now. You know, I, I hope that I can give my kids everything, the moon and more. Yeah, exactly. That's a goal. Yeah. So it was hard in a nutshell. It was very hard, but I got through it and 
by senior year, it was a lot more enjoyable. Um, I was also working four jobs to afford to be there. So when people were like, oh, we're just hanging out and studying or, oh, do you want to come to this party? And the answer was always, oh, I have to work. I have to work. And even missing like tutoring sessions for work really was difficult on me mentally because I wanted to do well. And it was hard. It was much more rigorous than Akron was or any of the schooling I'd had previously. So I definitely had to step up my game, but I couldn't even like make it to the study sessions because I was working this job to afford to be there. So it was this huge catch 22. And basically by senior year, my uncle was like, just take out more loans, just take out loans and stop working so much and focus on your academics. And I was so afraid to take out money because I'm like, well, my parents can't pay it back and I sure as hell can't pay it back. So what's going to happen with all this debt? Um, and he was like, you're going to USC, like everything will work out. Just do it. And I was like, all right. And I did. And senior year was so much better. I wish I had taken that advance from the beginning, um, that advice from the beginning, because USC is not the place where you want to be working four jobs, um, trying to do well in school. (laughs) Yeah, she has four jobs. It's insane. Yeah. It was absolutely insane. I was working as a telemarketer from like six to 8 a.m., then I'd go to my first class and then I worked at the Roski School of Fine Arts as an admin assistant from like 12 to 2. Then I had a few more classes and then I taught at the 24th Street Theater, um, which is Jack Black's nonprofit in downtown LA, very close to USC, from like 4 to 6. And then I was actually working as a server in downtown LA from like 7 to 2 a.m. So I had very little time, as you can imagine, to study and to be social and to just be like a college kid. So crazy time, but I made it. <laughs> that crazy times, but hey, that's what makes you you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a good story, and it's definitely for acting. You know, it definitely gives me a lot of depth and a lot of understanding, and I feel like a lot of relatability to characters who struggle in those ways, or other actors, or who are people who are aspiring to be actors. Like you don't have to come from any certain background, I think having depth and having a story definitely um, can help you. And not that you need a struggle story either. You know, I'm in the place where I'm like, just do the work and see the blessings for what they are. I like that. It's good. Like I said, you, you don't necessarily need like the biggest of the struggle, but it's, I'm glad that you've able to use that for, you know, for your acting. It's a really good way to kind of transfer all that, that energy over exactly yeah it's like I don't wish that upon anyone and I don't see it as a barrier for anyone but if you have it use it you know it's not for nothing so after after you graduate from USC do you start like what's like the first acting job you picked up was it just like a I mean I assume like a like a non-union thing or or did you sign up like central casting or something like that oh yeah central casting was first up so first I downloaded actors access and LA casting and I was self-submitting for everything. And the first thing I actually booked was more of a modeling job. Um, it was for Bobby Brown Cosmetics. And it was their World Cup um, like commercial for the makeup. And I got to play Miss Brazil. And it was like my first time being paid to be on a set. And it was amazing. I like got there and it was like crafty and lunch and like did my makeup. And I never you know, I come from theater, right? So film and TV was so foreign to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm going to be a movie star, right? This is, yeah. I won't say what year this is, but it was, you know, I thought I was going to be a movie star the next day after having that experience. <laughs> Needless to say, it does not work like that. There are many, many years involved before uh, 
well not for everyone some people are movie star overnight but that was not my path um so yes central casting was the next step and I went so I'm part of the central casting before the like sign up online and get an appointment generation we have now I was the get there at 2 a.m with a chair and hope that you're one of the first people in line because if not you come back and do it again crowd Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I yeah. have to miss that crowd. Thank God. Ooh. Yeah. So central casting used to be only in person and it was only like the first 50 people in line. So people would start lining up like the night before. So you brought blankets, you brought chairs, you know, LA is a desert. So at night it's cold, no matter what time of year it is. Um, so you bundle up and you wait all night and then you have to get your picture taken if you get in, right? It's like such a smack in the face. Um, so I did that and it's funny, I was the last person they let in when I went. Oh, wow. So it was like this huge, like omen of reassurance of, okay, <laughs> I'm doing the right thing. Um, so I got in and I signed up and started working background. Um, and I didn't, you know, I got vouchers and I would be booked for SAG projects just based on what characters they wanted me for and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And but I didn't join SAG till they made me. I was very much like, I will be non-union must join as long as I can hold on to get all of the experience and footage and student films under my belt as I can. And I really made that a priority. And going to USC, um, we have the number one film school in the world. I'm so blessed to be a part of that alumna. And um, I really did a lot of USC student projects, which super helped with footage and experience and I will still do a USC project if somebody called me today and they're like hey student film USC I'd like absolutely because I trust the work they're doing um and although they're students I mean the stuff that comes out of there is incredible I mean Fruitvale Station just as an example Ryan Coogler you know yeah. Spielberg's a part of our program and I'm sure everyone's aware of USC I don't need to go on and on but, um that's <laughs> I'm super grateful to have landed there by accident um, because that was probably one of the greatest decisions and experiences of my days. Yeah. You know, it's good that you would go back to do like student films because you never, because again, you never know what connections that you're going to make. And you never, like, like you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned like Fruitvale Station, Ryan Coogler. You're like, yeah, exactly. You don't know what this student's going to go on to do. And the fact that you would come back and, and work with them, they would, oh, they probably remember that. Like, oh, I, I went to this project with Sierra. I should give her a call or, or hit her up see what happens a hundred percent i believe they're the next generation of film stars through and through and to work with them to know them to even just give back to my you know that's the beautiful thing about usc is we're always looking to to pick up other trojans and to to cheer them on to root them on and to be a part of that you know that's one of the beautiful things about the network so there's just so many for me so many reasons to stay involved and um yeah i highly recommend it and if i as well as an amazing program. And I've done a few of their student projects and have had wonderful experiences there too. So people can hate on student films and short films all they want, but I'm like an indie festival student lover of art. So that all that stuff um, definitely speaks to my heart. Good, good, good. You mentioned you, mentioned you, had, you joined SAG because you were, you were at that point like a must join. What was the project that you became must join now? Oh my God, so. <laughs> When I booked Lucifer, um, craziest story. It's like, as an actor, you have no work and then you have everything all at once. And I had booked a Lifetime movie that was filming for four days. Um, and then I had a self-tape for Lucifer and then I booked that too, but it was filming on the same day. 
And my manager called me. He's like, oh my God, you booked Lucifer. He's like, oh shoot, the filming day is blah, blah, blah. You can't do it. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean I can't do it? He's like, no, they're the same day. I was like, no, we make this work. Yeah. I said, you find out what the shooting time is because Lifetime was doing overnight shoots. So I was like, find out if it's an early morning shoot and let's work with Lifetime and let's, let's do it. Which was like, great. Now I realize like I was a little bit crazy to like even ask for that, but I did and it worked because no, hey, Lucifer was shooting. It's good that you asked because you never know. Like if, again, if you, if you didn't ask, you would have been like, Oh, I guess I can't do it. Like, no, I'm glad you asked. You, you persevered through like that reminds me of um, Michael J. Fox when they wanted him for back to the future, but he also had family ties and yeah. oh, I can't do it. I was like, well, no, we'll, we'll work around you. So he filmed, he filmed Family Ties during the day and they did Back to the Future at night. So I was like, oh. I so yeah, love like that. A, a modern Michael I didn't Jibon. even know that. Yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's so true. Like, I believe all things are possible. I think some things are harder than others, but I believe all things are possible. And if you really want to do something, you can make it work. Um, I'm just a firm believer of putting that out there and making it happen. And Turned out Lucifer was a 6 a.m. call. So I was like, great. So I'll just go from, we wrapped like 5 a.m. on the Lifetime film. And then I drove and it was in Santa Clarita. And then Lucifer was shooting in Long Beach. So I wrapped at 5 a.m. in Santa Clarita, drove all the way, made it just in time for my call time at 6 a.m. in Long Beach, filmed Lucifer. It was an eight-hour shoot, um, wrapped there and had to drive all the way back to Santa Clarita to, to check back in. So there was a period of, 48 hours that I just didn't sleep. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I got to this, for, I mean, I already had begun to look tired. So they put the amount of concealer I had on my face that day uh, <laughs> to make me blend in. But I've diverted so much. It's just such a crazy story and just shows like the craziness of our industry. But um, that is the project that I was forced to join the union. Um, thankfully, I'm grateful to be in the union, but I was trying to hold out just to have all the the you know footage and experience under my belt beforehand um but it was like the two days after filming my manager called me he's like hey you have to join SAG by 5 p.m today or your Lucifer stuff's cut and I was like what he's like yeah you're a must join like they called me and you need to get down to the building by 5 p.m and I was like I'm on my way dropped everything I was doing I had no money at this time because these are first like two big things I really booked and I hadn't been paid for them yet obviously so Shout out to USC. I have a credit card from the credit union there and all of my dues went on that credit card. <laughs> I've literally, I just paid it off like two months ago. Um, paying that baby for a while. It's like $3,200 or something. But um, so I paid more to join Zag than I got paid for my gig that had me join. <laughs> but in the long run, you know, it's totally worth it. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was time. God said it was time. And, you know, I, again, some things are hard, but there's a way if you want it and you can, you can get anything you want in this world. Exactly. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Nothing's, in, nothing's impossible. It's just, just some things are just harder to do and, but you can still do it. Exactly. And you just have to decide if it's worth, you know, your effort of it being that hard. And if you're willing to persevere, I mean, you know, you're an actor, our industry is hard. And yeah. like, you'll see people moving back home and that's great. And that's what they chose for their path. But if you're willing to endure the hardness of it, you know, I think anything, like I said, anything's possible. Exactly. What was it? I, mean, I know you're, you always came to set like 
probably really tired, but what was it like working Lucifer? Freaking amazing. Um, I got there really tired, but after they put me through makeup and they made me look like alive again, um, I got super excited and the energy came rushing back because it's an experience of a lifetime. Um, crazy to be booked on a show that you actually like and watch. So that was super, super exciting. Um, and the crew was great. The freaking cast I worked with that day was amazing. You know, it was just all around a really, really good experience. Like I was taken care of from the moment I landed to the moment I left. There was like someone to hold my robe in between takes. And, you know, I'm like a co-star. I'm like, how is this happening? Um, but they treated me very well. Everyone was very kind. Um, it was just, it was an all around, just a blessing to be a part of that and have that experience. And, you know, the fact that they worked with my schedule alone, like I just have so many, so much to be grateful with that experience. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. I, I was, you know, I wish I could have been on it forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, um, did you ever have to deal with like any, any like, you know, divas or assholes on set at all? Or? No, actually oh. Jeremiah Burkett was the, um, the main cast member that I had my scene with and he was literally so kind. Like he was funny. He was kind. He was cracking jokes. I was like, can we take a picture? And, you know, I was in my like, oh my God, this is happening. And he like took pictures with me and he was like, you should get pictures by yourself too. And like, which is, I'm telling you the energy on that set was amazing. Um, they really created some beautiful work. And it's funny how, when you're on a set, you can tell, you know, the, um, who's involved by how you feel on set. Sometimes you get there and you're like, okay, this is going to be a day. And sometimes you get there and you're like, holy cow, these, this is amazing. Um, and it shows with the longevity and the seasons and the, the projects that go on, you know, it really, you can kind of feel that. I don't know if you've had that experience where you get somewhere and you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be an amazing thing. Even table reads, you know, you can like kind of tell <laughs> the I've energy. Gotten, I've gotten that feeling uh, like kind of like both sides where I've gone on, on set and it's like, oh man, this is going to be a very, very fun shoot that everyone's very like positive or all like, happy to be here everyone's cool and then i've gotten the opposite like oh this is gonna be a long day someone's in the mood today <laughs> yeah right and that happens like production is hard like crew is hard mm -hmm. i just made a tiktok the other day because i've worked on both ends um i studied film at usc as well so i work as a first ad and a director and a producer and i am first and foremost an actress but i understand that being on crew, you're there before us, you leave after us, and you're never stopping. A lot of times, although they should, crew don't doesn't eat, you know, they're yep. mm -hmm. having a crazy time. So um, granted, some days they're, you know, going to be a little more draining and they're be a little more tired the next day than others. So grace to them, but you can definitely, uh, you can definitely feel the energy either way. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So besides like, you know, uh, USC, what other like training have you done for, for, for acting? Yeah, I am such a nerd with classes. I love studying. I love being in class. Um, my probably my most known classes, I'm recently studying with Anthony Mindell at AMAW, um, which has been life changing, literally life changing. I'm obsessed with his philosophy, his class, everything about it. 
Um, it's all about being in the moment. So not a lot of um, technique kind of discussed, but more about just like being present, being authentic, being you and being in the moment, which after taking technique training is super useful. Um, I studied at the Groundlings. So I'm definitely an improv nerd. Theater never left my heart. Um, love my Groundlings fam and that training. And right now I'm actually entering in back to kind of like scene and script study with Deborah Aquila. Okay. Um, she is the senior VP of casting at Lionsgate. So super incredibly accomplished woman, but just with a great eye, she cast La La Land. She's She's just very involved in the industry, Adler-based um, and very talented. And her school is very strictly educational. I guess in no means a way to get a connect, to get a thing. She's very serious about the art and doing the work and um, super inspired just by her as a woman professionally, but also just to learn from her and her Adler-based training. So that's going to be my next step of my development. Yeah. How about you? Where have you studied at? So I'm actually trying to get into Groundlings, but like, you know, since everything with, with pandemic, it's all been online. I don't want to do online. I really want to be in person, you know? Yeah. It's, I, I can't even imagine how they do that online. I, I tried like a little like workshop with them. I did, I did it twice and like, it was, it was still fun. I still felt like the energy of like also on the or Zoom calls and everything. It's still fun. It's like, oh, I'm still learning a lot, but man, I really... I want this to be in person because I feel like I would be able to like vibe more in person and like really like go off on somebody take you know take somebody's uh whatever they like they improv I can like feed off that in person better than I can online you know yeah no, I can definitely um understand where you're coming from there yeah but so far since I've been out here I've just done like LA acting studios and some like some workshops just like random workshops when I first when I first moved out here because I moved out here in 2019 and you know i did the whole oh thing. man yeah so i'm like freshly new <laughs> yeah you got here in the world i was like just kidding yeah exa exactly exactly like hey you finally made it well we're gonna put things on pause for a second like okay thanks yeah well they let you get settled in you know la can be a shock to anyone's system so maybe it's a blessing in the long run that's true and plus like i always tell like my parents like you know what i i've lived here for two years now and one of those years is a pandemic like i think i'm doing okay and I've yeah seen, I've still done things like I did like the, the show Dirty John and um it's funny I filmed that right before the pandemic and I, so I've no, heard so many good things about that show by the way I haven't yeah, I've heard, it, I've heard but... a lot of good things about it like and I've never I never I still haven't seen it which is kind of funny but like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hilarious because I guess it just finally came on Netflix all of a sudden I'm seeing like notifications from my friends like I'm getting messages. Hey, was this you? Or hey, was that you? Like, then I will see the picture and we'll see the scene. Like, oh yeah, that is me. <laughs> Love it. Congratulations. <laughs> it's an you. awesome Thank show you. to be a part of. And like, that was like the first thing I ever got SAG for. Like, I'm not like, I'm not a must join yet, but I'm still like, I, I'm eligible. So I can, I could, if I wanted to, I can join right now, but I'm going to like, like, like you, I just want to keep building more non-union projects, student films, and just like pad up my resume a little bit until I have to join exactly like yes the union is amazing and it's a blessing and some people will be like hey when you can join and I think it's all just a personal choice of where you are in your career but if you're in the place where you feel like you could still use a few more you know student stuff or smaller non-union stuff not even smaller non-unions like has huge projects too but just building up a little more um I definitely 
you know, if that's for you, I recommend it. I did that and it worked out pretty well for me. Um, like I said, the union's amazing. I'm so grateful to be a part of it, but, uh, you kind of, it's like a personal choice. You gotta just see where you're at and yeah, what's right exactly. for you in the moment, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And like, yeah, if, like the end goal is always going to be join the union. I just want to just wait it out. Like, just see what happens. And again, like, had I joined right after Dirty John, the world went it. The world went on pause. So I would have just been out of luck for like a year and a half without anything. Yeah. So it kind of worked out. Cause I was like, oh, I should I should join I should join SAG right now. And I had to think about it, like, no, let me wait, let me wait, and I might build up some more stuff. And I was still getting more things too. And yeah, then everything just went on pause. And then now every thankfully everything's finally opened back up. You know, restrictions are in California gone again so uh God, i'm so excited just to work i just can't wait to work yeah what was like for you what was the hardest part about every like all everything going on with corona um the hardest part was that my lifetime movie and lucifer both dropped early 2020 like february 2020 so i had all this momentum i had press i was like this is it my life's changing blah, blah, blah. Things are great. I was having crazy amount of auditions. And then like the world was like, just kidding. Um, it's not your time yet. <laughs> and that was definitely, um, hard. It was hard because, you know, they say in our industry, once the ball's rolling, you kind of got to keep pushing it. Yep. Um, you know, live with the momentum, seize the moment, all of these things that I've been taught my entire creative career to then have that moment or feel like I'm having that moment. And then for that to be kind of taken away, um, which I know a lot of people feel like things were taken away from them this year. And I don't mean to be like, poor me, but um, that was the hardest part for me. That was kind of like a, just a humbling moment. And, um, you know, I was actually still studying at the Groundlings when that happened. And so class stopped um, and just so many things you know, it just felt like they were coming to a halt. And I'm sure so many people can relate to that. And that was the hardest part was the beginning and the uncertainty. And will we ever get back to production? Will I ever be able to be in class with someone without a mask where I can like scream in their face and kiss them afterwards? And um, needless to say, like, yes, it will. The world is returning. Like all of these beautiful moments of humanity and people will exist I'm like getting emotional because it's so me like human connection is so important to me um so that was just really scary the uncertainty of like human connection and like hugging people and like loving on them and um as an artist you know I don't know how you are with all of that but that's part of who I feel like I am and so now that like obviously the, the fog has cleared and there is a path to um coming back into all of that so I'm just super grateful um but that was definitely you know the what ifs and what's going to happen uh, that was hard for me how about you what was your like that I'm probably was, from moving here <laughs> yeah it was it was all like because I moved in July of 2019 and then I would you know I joined central casting and I was still like you know I was getting stuff getting stuff and I was like slowly like you were just like slowly building momentum 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 yeah then then Dirty John happened and then I got another I got another project, which I don't know if I can talk about yet because it hasn't come out yet. Ooh. But like I got that and I worked like the first episode and like, oh yeah, we'll, 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 we'll bring you back. Like, oh, cool. And <laughs> and then they didn't because, you know, the world's like, well, let's let's hold off on that for a second. And yeah, that was like the, I did that. And then I also got uh, another, which I don't, I, 
I guess I can kind of mention because it, it got canceled, but I had an opportunity for Glow and literally as I was getting things going with that, like talking to, to certain people, um, that's when, you know, COVID happened and then they announced, okay, the show's not coming back anymore because of the pandemic. It's like, and I was like, no, why? That was going to be like, oh, I, I had so like, such like a, uh, like a breakdown because I was so upset because I was, I thought I was convinced that was going to be like, all right, this is my end. This is it. I can start, I will use this to launch my career, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, my, um, I had a friend who had a similar experience with Glow. Um, and so intimately, I can kind of see where you're coming from with that, because that was really hard. I know for her to kind of um, have that experience and then for, again, to feel like it's almost ripped away from you. Um, but she actually turned that into a blessing. She's producing her own wrestling show right now, which is incredible it's different than glow because it's very much based in actual wrestlers okay. women who properly trained and i i can't speak for glow i don't really know what they've done or what was required of them but rather than taking actors who can wrestle they kind of took wrestlers who are also trained as actors gotcha. um so they show a lot more of like lifestyle matches and have commentary during it and that's a lot more of the meat of the show and yeah, it's super exciting. She's like turning it into a whole thing and they got amazing people behind it. And so, you know, well, you just I never should... know what's, what's going to happen. <laughs> well, you know, you should, uh, send her, you should send her over my way because I'm also a trained, well, I trained as a wrestler for like eight months, but still, I also have some wrestling experience. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd love that. I'll absolutely connect you guys because I know there's, so basically the show is going to have like a, um, other wrestlers will be needed for certain things to happen. I don't want to give any of their show away, but yeah. there will be definitely opportunities for people who are trained in wrestling. So I will absolutely, when we get off here, I'll connect to you and send you her info and connect you guys, because that could be a beautiful, a beautiful thing that came out of both on this for both of you. Perfect. Perfect. And see anyone listening. That's how connections are made. So they <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> Listeners, hear up. Tell your friends, connect your friends. There is enough room for everybody to win. That is exactly. how we do this thing called art. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's another that's like a great thing of like I but with my experience in LA, it's like I've never met anybody who's been like selfish in the sense of like, oh, they didn't want to like pass on something to someone else because they wanted it. You know, everyone's always like Everyone I've ever been like or met has always been so giving. Like, oh, I should I should connect you with this person. I should connect you with that. Like, um, uh, like our like our mutual friend Camilla. Like, I got a project through her, and she's like, oh, hey, Chris, I should meet you. You should um meet my friend, my my friend Hardy and my friend Aaron, and we can get you on their show. And it's like, oh, perfect. And again, it was beautiful. It was awesome. We made great magic, and that's gonna be a hopefully people like it. Yeah, congratulations. That's literally it. Like. It's so, inc like they say, it's all about who you know. And I feel like that can come off as so um, intimidating, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be. It can literally be about the person you met through your best friend happens to know someone that's amazing for you. And just because, you know, I'm not a fit for that kind of show or that role or whatever you are, like, I should extend it to you. I believe being one degree away from success means you're one step closer to success. Not that it was someone else got it instead of you and um with like it's all about who you know it's so true for this industry but it it, it sometimes it's your best friend 
-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be this like omniscient person that's at the top of the whatever and you'll never get there. And no, it's like literally just talk to people, tell them your dreams, tell them your skill set. And, you know, good people will connect you with people they know that are good for you. And the world will continue that way. And it will all, you know, everyone can win. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause that, that's, I mean, really that's, that's the goal right there is help, helping everybody else. Because again, you, like we mentioned, you never know what they're going to go on to do, what you're going to go on to do. Like you guys just build each other up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you know, we talked enough industry talk here. You're also, you, you made your own business. You have a candle business. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so I have a quarantine baby. Well, I have two because I got a puppy during the quarantine as well. Um, <laughs> the two quarantine babies, one is my dog, Esme. She's perfect. And the other is my candle business. Um, the name of the company is Sanctuary Candle Co. Website is mycandlesanctuary.com. Um, and it was a passion project during quarantine. I had time on my hands and I wanted to be creative and... Um, I was obviously very broke. I ran through my savings very quickly. <laughs> and uh, so I started actually researching candles because I love them. I'm something I'm, you know, just personally enjoy. And I wanted to just make them for myself. Um, and then I started learning about all the toxins that were in like paraffin wax and certain fragrance oils. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't, I don't want to burn that in my house. So then I discovered like natural waxes like coconut soy waxes and I actually um started playing with essential oils and everywhere online is like it's not a good binding agent it won't smell strong enough like essential oil candles can't be done basically and I was like oh challenge I'm interested I'm figuring this out (laughs) so I ended up making my own custom um essential oil blends for my candles and I kind of just made them for myself at first, but then people liked them and I was like, maybe I could sell this and just made my own little small business. And then it just kept growing by word of mouth and friends of friends. Like a lot of it was friends and family in the beginning. And that was enough to continue. And word of mouth is real. Like when you have something good or something people actually enjoy and they tell somebody, you know, it's just, it's like wildfire. It's beautiful how the business grew just through my community. And um, now it's like a beautiful um, side hustle, small business to kind of aid me in my acting endeavors and keep me in class when, you know, things, you know, as actors, sometimes you're working and sometimes you're not. (laughs) And you got to be ready either way. Um, And I think it's beautiful for actors to have passion and things outside of acting. And I know, um, you know, there's sometimes this taboo idea that like, you just have to always work really hard and you have to always be doing it or you're never going to make it. And I feel like that's so dangerous. I feel like it's beautiful to be a multi-hyphenate. It's beautiful to have hobbies and interests in a life while you're pursuing acting because there's no timeline. You know, it could be tomorrow. It could be 30 years from now. And what You can't put your life off waiting for someone else to bank on you. So if you're not writing your own projects and making your own stuff to put yourself in and put yourself on, I think do yourself a favor and find something outside of acting that also inspires you because a, it adds to your work. Like if I get booked as a candle maker, I'm ready. (laughs) I have experience as a small business owner, as a candle maker, which just makes me a more um, depthful human for different roles and B it just adds to your life. You know, you gotta, 
you got to still do life. I'm a big proponent of that. You know, I'm definitely in class and working hard. I'm not saying put acting on the back burner, but I think there's a beautiful balance you can find um, through hobbies or work, etc. Let me ask you this. Um, what would you say is like your, your dream project that you want to work on? Like if, say like there's like a certain TV show you want to be part of or a certain like movie, like movie franchise. What's like the, the one project you want to work on? Oh yeah. Okay. This is a loaded question. Um, <laughs> okay. So I have a few things. Um, I'll be quick. Barefoot in the Park remake obsessed with that film obsessed with that play and I feel like she is me and I am her um I'm completely ready to be Jane Fonda 2.0 and redo that film because it is another one of those things that I saw and I just felt so connected with and that character I was like how did they find me and put her in a movie like this is so weird um, so if you've seen that movie you have totally been cited to my crazy quirky self now um, I'm sorry and you're welcome all at once um, <laughs> I also love Marissa Tomei my cousin Vinny like if not a remake of that just to work with her in any capacity and be a relative of hers I feel like would be hilarious because we are spitting images of each other I was, she, say, I was, gonna, I was just gonna say like you guys look, literally look alike yeah like you yes guys, you could literally be like mother daughter or just some yeah exactly like some kind of relative. sisters, sisters yeah. yeah there's a ton of um opportunity there I love her and I think she's just also a very incredible woman mm -hmm. with um her views and her thoughts and her work and I would love to be just beside her in any form um, I'm a sucker for period pieces, so something of like the 1800s Victorian era would be like Goo Goo Dream for a movie and Vampire Diaries. I know I'm like crazy. Vampire Diaries is like one of my favorite shows and there's this new show out right now called First Kill and being on the vampire train, like my dog's named Esme, which is the baby of Edward and Bella in Twilight. Um, so I love vampires and I think that would be... Um, a very cool project to be a part of or anything kind of like sci-fi. Um, yeah, that was so much, but how about you? What, like, what would you do? So, I, I mean, I also love vampires as well, too. Like, my favorite show growing up was Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angels. So, like, yes. if, if they ever, there's talks like doing like a, a Buffy reboot, and I was like, okay, if that happens, I will move hell and high water to be a part of that project. I don't care yes. if it's like <laughs> one line or just me just walking in one, one piece of dialogue. I will kill to be on a Buffy the Vampire Slayer reboot. So again, cross fingers, putting out in the universe. Anyways. Love <laughs> that. that. Uh, also, and I, again, I love Vampire Diaries too, which is funny that you mentioned that. Um, that used to be my show back in the day. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm a sucker for like, again, like period pieces and stuff like that. Like a good, like a good 80s movie I would love to be in. Like a, like a like an 80s buddy cop film I just would love to do. Like. I'm kind of oh writing a yes. story and like I wanted like that's like my passion project I've done in the pandemic is make this like 80s like buddy cop kind of like like it, it's like an 80s buddy cop Quentin Tarantino stylish movie I'm so okay, like that sounds amazing that. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I love that, that for you there's that and then also like you know like some like sci-fi supernatural stuff would be cool yeah I actually worked on um I actually worked on last night a project. Are you familiar with Anwar? He's a um, like a social media influencer. No, 
Yeah, so he's like a, um, he's like one of the original, sorry, my dog, she wants to be heard. Um, okay. He's like one of the original Viners. So he makes really like funny social media content. He has like 8 million followers on Instagram. Um, and he just bought his own like studio. So just super talented, creative, awesome human. And um, I've worked on a few of his projects. And last night it was actually an 80s, like an 80s disco. So yeah you're speaking to you're speaking to me i was definitely 80s up last night um super fun period i'd never done anything 80s before so that was like definitely gave me a new lens and that was very very cool so hope all the best for you and your uh your 80s cop project i think that sounds super fun thank you yeah, that's <laughs> like it's one of like again like i want to ideally make it sometime next year Cause I kind of wanted, I want that to like, I have a lot of friends who are, who are like, who are in SAG. So I would have to make it a SAG project because they wouldn't be able to be a part of it if, if I just did it regularly, you know? So um, that's, I'm kind of like going to the details of getting how, how I can make that, make sure everything's like compliant. That way they don't get in trouble if they were a part of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even with that, they've definitely done a lot for SAG in that way. Like you got ultra low budget, you have just low budget, medium low budget. So there's definitely a lot of ways, new media, um, to get your project through the SAG approval process that are definitely a little more forgiving to um, newer artists and smaller budget ideas. So definitely some some new creations there, which is awesome. Well, Sierra, we're coming up on the end here. Let me ask you this. If you could go back in time, Go back to little, go back to Akron, find little old eight-year-old you. What would you tell yourself? What, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, that's good. Um, if I could go back to eight-year-old me. Oh, so many things I would like to tell her. <laughs> she needs to know so many things. Um, but definitely just like keep going and believe in herself. And kind of what I learned in college, like not to judge those who have and um like don't be a victim and just know that you can have whatever you want and I think I know that now and that's why so many things for me have changed just in my life but I think eight-year-old self just needs to know like it doesn't matter where you come from it doesn't matter how much money your family has or what neighborhood you grew up in or what kind of a parenting experience you've had you know I definitely envied so many other kids for so many other reasons but um None of that matters because it's all within and you can have whatever you want. You just have to work for it. And like I said, things are hard, but they're not impossible. So just do the hard stuff and go after what you want. I love it. Love it. All amazing advice. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so Wish you would have uh, known that sooner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, but you know, it's life. You, you take she figured you it out. Yeah, she exactly. She figured it out. <laughs> so where can people find you online? Where's uh, your social medias and your, and your like websites? Yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Sierra Nowak. It's S-I-E-R-R-A-N-O-W-A-K. Um, I have a YouTube page where I upload more of like director reel, actor reel, classwork kind of stuff. That's at Sierra Nowak as well. And TikTok, my name is already taken. So it's it's Sierra Nowak, I-T-S Sierra Nowak. And as far as if you're interested in collaborating or my agency um my imdb is just my name as well and my website is www.sierranowak.com yeah, yeah everything's my name yeah <laughs> everything except on tiktok if someone else took it so yeah yeah i lost that one 
definitely follow her on all her social medias. I'll check her website. And yeah, definitely just keep an eye out for Sierra because she's going to go on to do great things. She's going to be an amazing director, amazing actress. Well, you can watch her in Lucifer and maybe you can watch her and Marissa Tomei in a movie here pretty soon too. You never know. Yeah, stay tuned, ladies and gents. Thank you so much for having me. This is a pleasure and an honor to connect with you and speak with you about the thing we both love, which is acting and art and all the best with all your future episodes. Hey, hey thank you as well. And all the best to you. Anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll peace on out. Peace.